I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome back to Canto Bite Dispatch. Today, I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend, Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I am okay. How are you doing? I'm okay. Fucking holidays, man. I just, they're kicking my ass. Yeah, it's a weird year for them, I think. It truly is. And I don't know why. Usually, like, I'm a Christmas person, like, listening to Christmas music the whole time, you know, from November 1st on, yada, yada, yada. But, God, I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I'm just like, I think I've had enough. Oh, no. I'm, I'm mostly done with everyone's Christmas shopping. Like, I don't have to do anything last minute like I normally do, which is very nice. I have most of my presents wrapped, like... 10 days till Christmas, like, I'm good, but just my body, man, my body is just fucking done. Like, the past two days, just, I've been, like, bedridden. Like, I'm exhausted. The holidays have exhausted me. 2020 has exhausted me. I'm ready to go to sleep and wake up and it be a new year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's gonna be, like, an unusual feeling this year. I think, I think a lot of people are there. Oh, yeah, definitely. It just it's it's weird for me because I'm usually, you know, jolly, jolly, jolly Christmas time, you know, excited to get the tree, excited to, you know, go look at Christmas lights, you know, jolly, jolly, jolly. But now I'm just like, all right, looking at my watch. When when's it over? I'm excited for everyone to open their presents and call it a day because I already <laughs> got one. One Christmas is done. I just the other Christmas like I'm just like waiting for that to come by 10 more days till that and then good everyone has their presents everyone you know has their shit I'm good yeah it's never good when it's like you're just wanting Christmas to be over that's a bad feeling yeah I guess I'm just tired this this year's been tiring this the past couple weeks have been tiring I'm tired I even though I had like a nice like getaway for a couple of days and was hiking, you know, it was, it was nice. But then it's like I get back and just fire everywhere. Not actually, but just internally and emotional. I don't know. Just everything. I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be done. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't think that I can fault you there. Well, how are you doing? How has everything been for you? Uh, you know, okay. Um, still reeling from my heartbreaking uh, breakup, but other than that, you know, things are okay, I guess. Well, I, I'm not usually the one to, you know, believe in New Year's resolutions, but I, I think that my New Year's resolution is to get the wedding back on. Okay. Well, you got to talk to Chris Fresh about that. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'll just, you know, let him know, hey, you know, Emily's really wanting uh, a Love Actually moment. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, well, I want him to apologize for treating me badly. And for being very mean to me for no reason. Yeah, I'll, I'll let him know all that. And hopefully he'll come to his senses and realize that he, he did you dirty. Yes, he did. He's a very mean boy. He is. I, I really hope not to find him here in my house with my sister on Christmas morning. <laughs> That would be truly heartbreaking, even though as lovely as it would be to see Chris Fresh, not with my sister. No, you don't. You don't think that's a good match? No. I mean, I just I think that you and Chris Fresh are a better match, you know, other than Chris Fresh and my sister, because, you know, that that's my sister, you know. Like. Emily, you're family to me. Like, I, I want the best, like, for, like, my family and also, like, my blood-related family. But I, I think that, like, you and Fresh together, like, it's just, it's the holy, not the holy trinity, <laughs> the holy trinity is, like, three. Like, maybe, maybe if you guys have, like, a, a dog or something, that'll be the holy trinity. Get a well, dog. I'd, I'd get a dog. I love dogs. What kind of dog would you guys get? I need a big dog. I can't deal with small dogs. I need Labrador at the smallest. Labrador at the smallest. Yeah, that's like Carlos's dog, Big Charlie. Like, he's a Labrador, but he's like twice the size of the Labrador. And he thinks he's a puppy, so he leans on you and you almost fall. Yeah, that's what I want. I want a big, giant, fuck-off dog that's like the size of a pony. Oh, I have one of those in my neighborhood when I go walking. His name is Zeke. It was funny because I have like one of those like neighborhood, you know, watch Facebook po or Facebook groups or whatever. And one of the neighbors says like, hi, we're new. If you see this big horse dog, that's our dog Zeke. <laughs> he's the cutest little thing, even though he's like bigger than me. I want I want like a Newfoundland. All right. I would I would like a sheep dog, but I think they're like the like grooming maintenance would be too much yeah grooming is is nuts like especially with like really hairy dogs like i can't imagine like when we had cooper we would have to vacuum like every single day because he just she would shed everywhere uh giant schnauzer would be my dream dog let me look that up they look like they have a little beard they look like the mini schnauzers only they're very big they look like, like like smart old men. You have to give him like a s s old man name though. I'm looking up giant dogs on Google Images. <laughs> I do that sometimes. They're always it's always rewarding. 
I love like anything like mixed with a Dalmatian. Like I was looking up like Dalmatian mixes the other day and I found like a Dalmatian corgi mix. Oh my Aww. God. The cutest thing in the fucking world. Like I, I love, I've always loved Dalmatians and you never see those dogs anymore. It's, it's heartbreaking, but also like they have a lot of health problems. So like, uh, I can't imagine the heartbreak, but I definitely the next dog I'll get, I'll adopt so like i've never been the kind of person that's like i want this breed i want this breed like i'm more of like a connection person like if i feel a connection with an animal i'm like that's my animal oh yeah like i've always like we've always just had mutts like that you know like kennel dogs but good old kennel dogs Man, giant dogs are fun. I love the photoshopped pictures of like the giant dogs with like a person. Like I keep seeing those for some reason on Google. Funny enough, still when I like try to get up our show notes, I still write in Google notes and I'm like, why why do I do that? Still. We're 172 episodes in and I still go on Google and type in notes expecting to get the show notes up. <laughs> well, last week was a fucking week. We got so much news. It is still taking me fucking days to... I I feel like every day I find out something new. Like, yesterday, I found out about the Three Men and a Baby reboot with Zac Efron. And I'm like, why the fuck are they doing that? And then they're doing another... That's that's an old news. I'm surprised you didn't know about that one. With your, like, Disney knowledge. I know. Exactly. And then they're doing another Cheaper by the Dozen. They're doing another Hocus Pocus, too, which, like, it isn't my thing. I don't really like Hocus Pocus. Like, I feel like it's more famous for being a Halloween movie than actually being, like, a good movie. So, like, I I don't know about that. But I feel like the nostalgia of that one has come in, like, the past five years, and I don't quite get it. Like, I didn't mind Hocus Pocus, but, like, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Like Disney this year has been making like spirit jerseys. Like when you get a fucking spirit jersey, that's how you know how fucking serious you are. Because like the only things that have spirit jerseys are obviously like Mickey or Minnie Mouse. Um, The Mandalorian, obviously something really big. I think there's a Nightmare Before Christmas one, which like I get like a lot of people like that. I will never see that movie. It's just it's not 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 my thing. No disrespect to Tim Burton. It just that kind of animation. Well, lots of plenty of disrespect for him, Burton, and that's mostly um, what's the that's not really his movie. That's mostly um, Sonic is that his name? Who like really directed it? It just has Tim Burton's name on it. Oh well, then no disrespect to him. Then disrespect back to Tim Burton because like that's that kind of st- I don't know. Just that's not my that's not my thing. Like whenever I go on the Christmas and Halloween version of that ride, it, it kind of scares me, which I think <laughs> is the purpose of the ride. But yeah, it it, it scares this you know little twenty five year old woman. You know, like I just it, it's not my thing. But yeah, we got a bunch of movie news, a bunch of show news. Like I feel like Disney Plus is like grabbing my hand and like taking me on this like long adventure and it's supposed to be this like two minute song but it's turning into like this full movie length song that I just I don't think I'm ready for okay what did you think about like everything there's just a lot 
like I was like I know like people like we were hearing that there was going to be a lot of stuff this investors day but I was still like eh, it's going to be like one or two announcements like we'll get like we'll get some you know an update on Cassie and Obi-Wan and then we'll get like one project we didn't know about before that's what I was expecting but we literally got everything like everything for the next like one to possibly five years that's a long fucking time and that's a long time for okay this thing will probably not happen and this thing will probably not happen like there's still no news on ryan johnson like ryan baby where are you like i'm waiting for you like it's been three years since the last jedi which is one of my fucking favorite star wars movies of all time like i'm waiting for your trilogy i'm right here like what are you doing okay like in my mind okay so here are the things that like andor's definitely happening kenobi's definitely happening bad batch is definitely happening i think ahsoka it would take like a huge thing for ahsoka not to happen oddly enough I think Ahsoka is the one that I am most surprised about that they're doing. Like, I really didn't think that they would do an Ahsoka show. And, and that, be, that might be my ignorance to, like, how big, like, Ahsoka is. But honestly, I was shocked. Oh, I was expecting Ahsoka because that's, like, the entire, like, her being in Mandalorian is set. I mean, that's, like, totally setting up her show. Like, that's the entire purpose of that episode. Besides getting Grogu's name. Hmm. That's great. Still feel a little iffy about that with, you know, everything going on. So not too excited about that. And also, unfortunately, Rangers of the New Republic, because I have a strong feeling that uh, no one other than um, Cara Dune will be starring in that. Here's the thing is... It's really weird they didn't announce a lead for that show. And I can't figure out whether that is. There were a bunch of changes that because like, I have no doubt that was originally the Cara Dune spinoff. Like, I mean, that's I, the whole point of having, you know, the the guy offer her to come in on the first place, like is to set up for her to like have her own show. Like, that's why that's in season two. Um, but them not announcing it makes me wonder if that is they had to retool the show at the last minute or they're just kicking the ball on that announcement like down the track because they don't want to deal with it yet. Because they know there's going to be like a huge backlash. And so I, I I don't know I can't I can't figure out what that is yet. I feel like either way they should probably uh, just. Uh, rip the bandit off and announce what that show is but no that's i'm side-eyeing that show until we until we know more hopefully they've come to their senses and realize that it should be a show starring bill burr oh my god it should be bill burr and the uh the pilot dude who we've seen so far whose name i can never remember not dave filoni but not dave filoni's friend dave filoni's friend who's actually like in the show I mean, Dave, if you're listening, like, you can either star in a show or direct a show. You choose. But honestly, like, I think you should star in a show. Like, I think that would be great for you. Like, I would love to see you on my screen every week instead of directing my screen every week, you know? 
Uh, I have I have I have a feeling he'll be busy uh, show running Ahsoka. Well, I mean that's his character and that's his baby. So I, I, I at the end of the day, I'm happy for him that he's you know working on something that he's so proud of. You know the circumstances are kind of awful, really awful. But I I just hope for the best. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, like, I think the the most interesting thing, I think, with those two shows is that they are taking place contemporaneously with Mandalorian and will meet up together somehow in some sort of event. Yeah, I... I think that's interesting too. Like as much as this era, we've seen so much in this era, you know, with, you know, Mando, um, different video games, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, maybe we'll get cameos from Mando and Grogu. Like that'd be fun. Like everything's connected in Star Wars. So maybe we'll see more people. We'll get uh, Bo-Katan and, you know, Maybe other people will, you know, stop by and say hello. Like maybe Bill Burr will stop by. Maybe Boba and Fennec, like all of our friends that we've made through the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, so we'll see on that. Like Ahsoka, like I just, like even if it wasn't Rosario Dawson, like I'm still like, I don't care. Like, I like Ahsoka fine, but I don't care about her. And I certainly don't care about, like, whatever the shit with where's Grand Admiral Thrawn. So, like, I'm having... I mean, if if Rosario Dawson is going to be in anything, let it be Ahsoka, because I already don't care about it. That's a great way to look at it. Plus, it's probably just going to be a Rebel sequel. Yeah, like, um, no interest at all. Like, don't care. Saw four episodes of Rebels? Don't yeah, it can't. I can't be bothered. And Rangers of the New Republic, it just it it completely depends what that announcement is. And quite honestly, if it's a Cara Dune show, then like it's not just writing off that show. Like I gotta like I gotta reevaluate Star Wars in general. Yeah, rightfully so. What did you think about? the Bad Batch trailer that we got. I, I still don't care about Bad Batch. But, like, visually, it's, it's like, it looks nice. And I thought it was cool that Fennec Shand is in there. Yeah, that was a great surprise. Uh, I like her. She looks cool animated. I'm happy to have more of her. Um, what did you think? I I surprisingly liked it. Like I I'm a sucker for the prequels and especially like knowing what happens like right during and a little bit after. I'm I'm hooked. I'm in it. I want to see what the Bad Batch does. Like if they have little chips in their brain and if you know they're trying to kill Jedi or if they get the chips out in time. I don't know. And plus Fennec Shand was awesome seeing her. I just. I'm excited because like Carlos actually got pretty excited about this and he's not even a Clone Wars fan. He's like, I like clones. I'd, I'd watch the shit out of that. And I'm like, 
great. And I think especially like I think Commander Cody's supposed to be in it too or something. A lot of people are obsessed with like Commander Cody. And like I personally don't get it because I feel like Fives is like the big clone that like everyone's like I love Fives like I feel like Commander Cody has been sidelined a little bit by Fives and I know that he kind of had like a little bit of like a five minute role in Revenge of the Sith but I feel like just maybe it's the orange armor like maybe just people like the color orange and they thought that looked well in a stormtrooper or a clone trooper I don't know yeah I I mean, the clone thing, like, um, no offense to anybody who is into that, like, but I just sort of just all passes me by. I, the clones, <laughs> the clones are all the same to me. Like, whatever, whatever. Like, there's only so much of D. Bradley Baker that you can hear. Yeah. I feel like that's why I loved hearing Tamora's voice in The Mandalorian because we've been hearing Dee Bradley Baker for the past like 10 fucking years and uh, just to get back like the the regular clone voice like I love it. Yeah. Well also just like at the end of the day Bad Batch is just sort of like a throwback to those 80s action cartoons like G.I. Joe and shit that I have n- no interest in and had no interest in as a kid so don't even have like a nostalgic like oh it'll be a fun throwback thing I'm just like nah I already didn't like that chick when I was six so you know <laughs> uh, yeah that's true Um, what did you think about the Obi-Wan Kenobi news about Hayden coming back Okay, here's the thing, is I'm really happy for Hayden. However, everything I hear about this show makes it not the show that I want it to be. Which is like, they're talking about like, oh, it's a, like, because Ewan was talking about it, and he's like, it's a rollicking adventure, and it starts out on Tatooine, but then we go on a grand adventure somewhere else, and I'm like, oh, that's not... And also all the, um, you know, the rematch of the century is what Kathleen Kennedy called it. And I'm like, but we already had the rematch of the century in uh, a little movie called Star Wars. And it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> and I'd like that to remain their rematch. And I don't want to see them fighting before then. Yeah, but it might happen. I don't know why, but it's going to. But I'm admittedly really, really happy that they're bringing back Hayden. Like, this is this is Christmas for me, knowing that Hayden Christensen is going to be not only back in Star Wars, but back in the suit. Well, that's the interesting is how much of Hayden do you think we're actually going to see? Because I feel like you don't bring him back if all we're getting is Vader in the suit. I mean, they'll probably do flashbacks too. But also that brings up the point that if Vader was in uh, a new, er, Rogue One, why not bring Hayden back to put him in the suit then? Well, because we don't even see him then. Exactly. So that's why I think that we're going to get little flashback scenes or something. Okay. Yeah. Here's a question. Uh, if you're bringing Hayden in, and Kathleen said, you know, it's not just Hayden back. She's like, Hayden Christian is back as Darth Vader. 
uh, who's voicing Darth Vader? James Earl Jones. But then again, like, we gotta see Anakin, like, or, you know, or at least, like, de-helmeted Vader at some point, because otherwise, then, like, you, you especially don't have Hayden back if he's literally only wearing the suit and not even having any lines, because it's all James Earl Jones. Yeah, but still, just knowing that he's in there. Like, they're not, they're not bringing him back to be David Prowse. Like, <laughs> that'd be really weird. Yeah, which is why they might do a bunch of, you know... And a bunch of flashback scenes and maybe they're gonna do some fighting scenes and you know he, he's he's young he's a young dude it's been only what 15 years since revenge of the sith i don't know like i just it's like the mandalorian like knowing that pedro was underneath the armor sometimes sometimes is great like knowing that hayden is under there that's that's just great. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm a sucker for the prequels, and you know, I grew up with them, so I'm loving that we're getting Hayden back, and especially like Ewan and Hayden together. It's just so magical, and it brings back so many like childhood memories. You know, watching those, you know, bonus features of them. You know, rehearsing the fight, and I, I just love that we're getting them back. Like this is everything that ten year old me would ever want. So, and I get the frustrations about, you know, the rematch of the century. Like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm signed, I'm signed up for that shit. Like, I, I want to see them fight. Like, I, I know how that kind of, you know, mixes things up in the, in a new hope where they actually fought there. And I don't know. I just, I think that Star Wars is becoming this thing where just new things are becoming added in and it's not what it seems to be. And I, I might get tiresome after a while of, you know, we think it's one way because George Lucas made it over 40 years ago, but now it's a different way because all these different filmmakers are coming in and adding little snippets of information. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, that's like, I've sort of, like, I'm, I'm really happy that Hayden is back because I think it's cool that they, that he gets to come back and be like super embraced by the fandom, but yeah. I just, um, I think that show is mostly just going to annoy me. Yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't. I think it's coming in 2022, like all the rest of them. So I am just curious because they shared some footage with the shareholders. And I want to know what they saw. Like everyone's keeping it quiet. Good for them. They're respecting the process, you know, like, you know, on The Bachelor, they always talk about the process and they got to trust the process. Like these investors are trusting the process and not, you know, sharing to people what they saw. But um, and it's very easy to find. Uh, I mean, not the footage itself, but you can find descriptions of it like all over Reddit and shit. It's very easy to Google. Oh, I tried Googling it the other day and I couldn't find shit. So maybe I was just like wording it wrong. Uh, look at look at Star Wars leaks on Reddit. OK, yeah. I'll, I'll look at that. Yeah, I'll look at that when we're done. So, yeah, that's exciting. Again, you know, finding out more information about something that was days ago. Like, I, I still feel like I'm behind. It was just a shitload of stuff. And adding to that, we, uh, we got a little sizzle, sizzle reel for Andor, which I love how they're using sizzle reel because it reminds me of Steel. And legit, I asked Carlos, I'm like, did they steal this from Steel? <laughs> 
He's like, no. Oh, Brittany, I do love you. That makes you happy that you think he coined that term. Well, um, he's the only one who really uses it. I mean, I'm wearing his content shirt right now. Like, I just, I feel like no one else says sizzle but steal. Okay. Um, no, there's a lot of cool stuff here. Because um, we see um, Neil Scanlon talking and... Like they're talking about all the, you know, like the the work that it went to, like creature design and costuming, and you see like a like like all the like costume like idea board like behind him, and like it's all like some cool stuff looking, and there's you get some neat little bits of some cool looking aliens, and um, you get Diego talking about it. Um, no mention of Tarkin, which makes me sad. So I still hope that rumor is going to turn out to be true. Um, most of the other cast that they announced we knew about before, like, um, um, Stellan Skarsgård and, um, um, is it is Guinevere O'Reilly? Guinevere O'Reilly is that her name? The one who plays Mon Mothma? Genevieve. Genevieve. Um, and the one that stuck out to me is I didn't. I don't think we knew before. Maybe we did, and I just forgot. Is um, Fiona Shaw, who who I fucking love. I uh, can't wait to see what she's doing because she's always like weird and intense and awesome. Yeah, that's a show that I'm excited for. I can't believe it's not coming until 2022. Jesus, that feels like such a long time. But I have total faith that it'll be good. I love that we're getting more of Cassian and K2 and, you know, some backstory on who he is, you know, plus everyone in the Rebellion. Like, I love that the fact that we're going to see the Rebellion, like, bad kind of. Yeah, just sort of like the all the moral gray area when you are, you know. Cause, I mean, there's a reason that the the difference between, you know, like uh, calling yourself a rebel and calling them terrorists or what side you're on, because you have a lot of the, you know, it's the same tactics. And we know that Cassian did a lot of fucked up shit, and. I'm, I'm, I hope we see a lot of like, like, like what we know happened with, you know, sort of Saw Gerrera and, and Mon Mothma and the, and the split there. I hope we see a lot of like debate over those kind of tactics and things. Yeah. Like, you know, him talking about the fucked up shit that he did, like we potentially get to see it, which is going to be great. I mean, obviously, I don't think that'll affect how we view him, you know, as a character, especially Catherine. Like, I can't imagine if Cassian did something like horrible and Catherine having to deal with it. Like, I just, God, I'm mostly excited for that show, like for her. Like, I think that's the older, like, I, I think we need for her to make you know everyone makes those like live reaction videos like those are the big thing right now everyone's making youtube channels and shit that's great I, the only one i want right now though personally is Catherine from that geek pod 
making a video reacting to the first episode of Cassian. Like I, that should be like a Disney Plus like subscription, like one of those like premium things, yeah. like how I paid thirty bucks for Mulan. Like I would pay thirty bucks to see Catherine react to the first episode of Cassian. You should be able to see it like picture in picture. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be like that. That's perfection right there. Yeah, like 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 Steel Saunders. You know how you do like the the Hawes calls after Mandalorian. Do something like that with Catherine. I know it's harder because time difference, but get it, get that done. I love Hawes's reactions like to things, especially like the Mandalorian right now, and that his boy like Boba is here. Especially seeing like the beautiful memes he's making of his little Mandalorian call and adding it to like famous scenes and movies. Like it just, it's the kind of humor that I live for. Yeah. Listen to, listen to Blue Harvest if you do not. Though if you listen to us, you probably do. Yeah. Our good friend Hawes. Hawes and Will. And during Mando's time, lots of good guests. Oh, yeah. Will is so sweet. I love Will. Meeting him in California was such a delight. Such a lovely man. Just both of them. Just, God, we're we're so blessed with just such lovely people in this community. Can't say it enough. But uh, let's see what else we have that was announced. Uh, Star Wars Visions, which is animated short films brought to life by the world's best anime creators coming in 2021 and that's going to be 10 episodes are you an anime fan at all i mean i really really love avatar the last airbender and legend of korra but i feel like that doesn't like fully count as anime Mm -hmm. but like i appreciate and respect anime so i think this is gonna be cool yeah i mean it's hard you know it's like 10 different short films by 10 different people so it's probably going to be like pretty hit or miss but i'm glad that they're doing it i think it's an interesting thing to do and i know they've done those the um like um the manga adaptations that they've done of a couple of the different books which i've never read but i've seen like pages from that are really pretty and i think like if you do something similar here i wonder if it's going to be original stories if it's anime retellings of stories we've already had i don't know we'll see i thought i saw something that said it was like an anthology series mm-hmm. yeah cool i mean again it's i mean it's 10 short films yeah so i'm thinking it'll probably be something like those animated short films that we got of just like recreating scenes in anime form that we got like a, like last year and this year I'm trying to think of like what those were called not the forces of destiny but like was that galaxy of adventure galaxy of adventure i mean hopefully it's longer than that because those are like like 45 seconds hopefully but we're also getting the acolyte which is a mystery thriller set in the High Republic era 200 years before the prequels. And Leslie Headland is doing that. And it's got something to do with dark side force users. And I am real down for this. Um, 
mystery thriller makes me think it'll be much more uh i don't want to say i don't want to say like the mandalorian isn't tightly plotted but i feel like you know because there's some episodes that are standalone in the mandalorian and i feel like mystery thriller makes me think it's not gonna be there's not gonna be anything standalone here like it's gonna be like a very much like continuous story where everything builds up and i'm really excited for that i like her i think this sounds cool again star wars mystery yeah fucking give it to me i do think it's interesting that the the high republic show turned out to be a live action one because we had heard rumors that it was happening as an animated show and i wonder if that is still something they're working on or if those rumors were the acolyte i'm thinking those rumors were the acolyte because even i thought that you know it was kind of a shame that you know they're creating this you know jam-packed adventure story and they're just you know keeping it animated you know like why not put this into live action like seeing this live action would be so fun and so thrilling and especially a mystery thriller like we don't get that in star wars like we get lightsabers and jedi like we can't get away from the fucking jedi but i feel like this is going to be different because what were the jedi 200 years ago you know i yeah i'm hooked i can't wait to see this and they said specifically that it's at like the very end of the high republic so then we're seeing him like that sort of the downfall or like right you know sort of like leading up to that so we'll see like cracks form and stuff um i wonder i mean besides the fact that it is high republic i wonder if there's going to be any tie-in with the books but i don't know it makes me more excited for the books i just to sort of get an idea of what this time period feels like yeah i i had a feeling that something high republic would be announced because you know they're putting a lot of attention to detail you know in those book covers and everything like i i feel like hugh jackman's gonna get a call soon and saying that they want you to be in the fucking acolyte dude that'd be so funny if i call that just imagine hugh jackman with a lightsaber no thank you who do you want to see wielding a lightsaber well First of all, the acolyte hopefully is still as we had heard about Leslie Headland's show before, like really like female centered. Um, trying to think who I want. I don't know. I think it's easier to say who we don't want. I personally don't want Jennifer Lawrence to hold a lightsaber. <laughs> no, there's some people who just don't like have the. I don't know. There's like weirdly like. Where the aesthetic just doesn't quite work for me. But. Ooh, I want to see Claire Foy holding a lightsaber. (laughs) (sighs) I would rather see her as. I mean, you could still, I guess you could still use a lightsaber. I would like to see her as a night sister. Oh man, that'd be fucking good. Just get every all all the actresses from the crown. Put them in here. (laughs) Just, you know, copy and paste. Like, uh, that's fine. Like seeing like Vanessa Kirby, oh, beautiful woman. I think that's her name. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully this show will be a little bit less white than The Crown. 
which I love the crown dearly, but and 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 look, I get it because it's about the British crown. Like, there's only so much you can do. But come on, they 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 could be even reducing some side characters there. Like, that is that is a very white show. I know it was funny. I was fixing my mom's Netflix account, or we all have the same one, but for some reason, like my mom switched hers to like kids only. <laughs> I'm like, I think that was a mistake. So like I went on and I try to see like if I could change her screensaver and, you know, they have her the different Netflix shows and I was looking at the crown ones and just, I saw like white all across and I'm like, wow. I'm like, yeah, like I get, you know, like the royal, the royal family, they like, you can't, but do they not, do they not, do they not know any black people? <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope so. That's funny. Um, let's see what else. Um, we're, we're getting a Lando show, which I've we heard the rumors. I wasn't sure if that was going to happen, but I guess it is. Justin Simeon, uh, who did Dear White People, or is doing Dear White People, is doing this. That's going to be fun. They haven't announced if Billy D or uh don glover is gonna do it maybe it's gonna be both i don't know i think that's kind of weird that they didn't announce it yeah uh, from what i read about the there was no footage of the show shown it was all like just like footage of lando from the previous um movies but it was footage both of billy d and donald so maybe it'll be both I know some people have been doing like the, you know, like the Lando Chronicles, the idea of like Billy D. Williams, like telling somebody a story. And then we have the, uh, the flashbacks. And I don't love that. Cause I think that format's really clunky, but I also would be perfectly happy to see Billy D on my screen again. So if that, if that, you know, is that how, what's set up? Like, I hope it's not every episode, but if I'm like at the beginning of the episode, like the first season, like the first season, like the pilot is him like telling somebody his life story and then it goes to Donald and then like in the last episode we see Billy D again, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I don't like the whole like how I met your mother like type of scenario when yeah. like someone's sitting down and telling the story. Like, I think that's so dumb. It's so funny because like years ago, like Araj thought that that's how Solo was going to be. And I was like, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> but I mean, I could only say that to Araj because Araj is fucking family. But I I think it's so funny that like his little vision is like probably going to come true, which makes me hate it even more because it's so fucking cheesy. Yeah, I hope that's not what it is, but I just hope I don't get hauled in. I am. I'm just. I'm happy for a Lando show, and I would love to just have Donald Glover fucking being awesome as Lando, going around in his capes and shit. I hope that means we get some L three. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it would depend when the show is set. They'd have to have like a little like timestamp, like this was this whatever a y a b or whatever however they i think it's after empire before empire i don't know the whole like b c a c uh, all these fucking well letters. battle of endor sort of is where like post battle endor is where they're like the number isn't it or is it yavin yeah 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 because it's like bby yeah yeah that's right 
So that's where the number comes. But yeah, no, I just like I I, I I can't deal based on numbers. I need to just see it in relation to everything else. Tell me it is five years before this movie or five years after that movie. And I'll, I can figure it out from there. Still, one of the things I hate the fucking most about Solo is like how you go from one scene to another and they do like the five years later. I'm like, I'm not watching a fucking war movie. I'm like, what is this? But I hope they don't do that in Lando. Like, this is here. This is there. I like the addition of like the planet names that we started seeing in Rogue One. I really like that because sometimes, you know, I can be like, I don't know where I am. And it'll tell you, except when we're on Mustafar. And they didn't say it was Mustafar until, obviously, you see Vader there. But, oh, Star Wars. Uh, Let's see what else we're getting. Um, We're getting a droid story, which is an animated show starring R2 and 3PO. And I guess we're getting, like, a new droid, too. So, yay, more droids. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a whatever. Like, could be cute. Who knows? Like, yeah. We're also getting a Willow series with Warwick Davis. Don't I? I know I saw Willow as a kid. I have no nostalgia for it. Don't care. Never seen it. Like as much as I like fantasy and like liked fantasy as a kid, like most of my other favorite movies were, you know, like Princess Bride and Labyrinth and Dark Crystal. Willow just was never one that was on my mind i think i thought it was mostly kind of boring i wonder if ron howard will do this one too i believe he's involved in some capacity but yeah good for him he has a nice relationship with star wars it's kind of like the the family thing now since his daughter is directed a couple episodes the mandalorian uh what else uh we got an announcement of uh the taika Watiti movie feature film he's doing a couple of them he's doing some well we know his project's still going forward which is great we saw a fun logo uh more than we got from for ryan so i mean i'm happy he's still doing it at least yeah i'm happy too i'm excited to see what his star wars movies are going to be about and how weird they're going to be and how fun he's he just is a fun guy he's great they also announced another um he's doing a tv show called um reservation dogs which is like a 30 minute comedy set following like young people on a reservation and i think that should be pretty fucking awesome. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I fucking love him. And then the big, like, surprising, like, I had certainly heard no rumors of either part of this, which is the next movie uh, coming out December 2023 is... One, directed by Patty Jenkins, and two, is called Rogue Squadron, and it's going to be a fighter pilot movie. That is surprising. I still remember how I found out about that. Funny enough, I was scrolling through Twitter um, on Friday night, or no, I think it was, yeah, it was Thursday night, and I saw that our friend Kim had tweeted about it, and I was like, holy shit, Patty Jenkins is doing a Star Wars movie. 
I'm more excited about the Patty Jenkins part than about the Rogue Squadron part. I like how she has like a family like connection like towards it. Like that's the part where I think, you know, she's going to try really hard and, you know, I, I think it's going to be fun. You know, f- even though we've had like a bunch of video games about that shit already, like I'm down, you know, g- give me a trailer. I-, I can, I can get hooked, you know, bring in different species. Like maybe this movie will actually for once like start star someone who's not human like a non-human character that'd be cool that'd be cool um it's really like look it's really awesome that we're getting a star wars movie directed by a woman i like wonder woman um on rewatch i don't love it but i like it and i think it's fun um i'm looking forward to the um second one even though i'm slightly wary of it from some of the reviews i've read but no i think i think it'll be cool um we don't have a writer announced yet um she said that she wants um that to be like he she wanted the writer to get his own announcement um so we know it's a guy at least um and they're pretty they have like a finished or almost finished treatment so I I I'm, I hope we know who the writer is soon, because that, in in a lot of ways, like I'm more interested even than knowing who's like that she's directing. Is I want to know who wrote it. Okay, especially since it's a like fighter pilot is kind of like, eh. but if it's a writer I really like, then I will start to get excited. Yeah, hopefully it's a a good writer. I mean, the fact that like she's on board, I think says a lot. And I think that after our, I watch the second Wonder Woman movie, I'll get like a real sense into, you know, how she is as a director and trying to imagine like what a Star Wars movie from her perspective would be. Like knowing that she's a big fan, I have faith that, you know, she'll put her whole heart into it and, you know, that she potentially will do great and this will be like a great, well-received movie. But you never know. Yeah, no, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's very, very early days on that, but... That is true. We are also getting um, the new Indiana Jones, which is directed by James Mangold. It's in pre-production now. Harrison Ford is going to be 80 years old when that movie is is released. I mean... The only thing giving me any hope for the movie at all is James Mangold. And I really like Logan. I think it's a great movie. And I know he can sort of like do the kind of, I mean, even though like, you know, Logan isn't like physically particularly old in that movie because he's Wolverine and has healing powers. Like the, the mindset of that movie is sort of like an old man Logan movie. But that works for for Wolverine and Logan. I don't I don't know how you do Indiana Jones. I, I it seems like it's just an impossible task. Maybe, I mean, as long as it's not like the last movie, because that that last movie was not very great. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but yeah, just it wasn't the best. So. 
hopefully he gets a better sidekick. I, I really hope that Chris Pratt is not in it. I heard Ugh. those rumors years ago. I don't Ugh. need to see that. No, thank you. Think, think so. Let's get John Boyga in there. Let's have that'd be fun. Like John, I don't know if you're doing anything right now, but you should be in in Indiana Jones. Yeah, I'd watch that. That'd be so fun. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like, I mean, the problem with Indiana like Indiana Jones is I don't want either of the possible. Like, I don't want like you can't have eighty year old Harrison Ford like swinging around having adventures. But I also don't want the, like, handing over the torch, training the new Indiana Jones. Because most people are not Harrison Ford. In that, that the charisma that he has is, like, yeah, yeah. Like, most movie stars have charisma, like, some one way or another. But Harrison's ability to make you love a smug asshole is even in Hollywood pretty rare. And I I mean, it's Indy, it's Han, it's quite a few of the characters that he's played and also just him in general, like his actual self. Like he's just a, I mean, he's a grumpy old man now and it's, you know, has been for a long time been like the grumpy surly dude, but he's still Harrison Ford and he's like magnetic. And that's what makes Indiana Jones great. Cause Indiana Jones is a fairly bog standard, like adventures series, you know, it's ripped off of like a bunch of like old, like serials and shit, but it works because of Harrison. And so I don't know, like I just, I want it to be good. I just don't see how it possibly could be. I mean, if they find the right guy, I think that they have full potential, you know, to make this a great movie. And I feel like that was the flaws, you know, with with the last movie because it just wasn't wasn't a strong script. It wasn't a strong story. Like, I feel like James Mangold, you know, has the perfect opportunity to you know, make this good. And, you know, whoever they cast, you know, I have full confidence that, you know, 2020 has, you know, given them, or not even 2020, I just hope that just the right actor or actress has come along. You know, maybe it's going to be a woman replacing Indiana Jones. Like, that'd be fucking awesome. Like, you you never know, like, what what is going to happen or what kind of movie it's going to be about, which is exciting like I grew up with Indiana Jones I love Indiana Jones and I think seeing him for possibly the last time on the screen is it's going to be bittersweet because I can't imagine what other movies he's going to be doing after this maybe you can do Call of the Wild too oh yeah you can talk to the other animated or CGI dog that fucking dog man What else is Lucasfilm doing? They're doing Children of Blood and Bone, which is based on um, a New York Times bestselling novel by um, Tomi Adelini. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't. uh, This one, it's sort of been on my to read list since it came out. It had a lot of buzz in the sci-fi fantasy community. 
And I just haven't picked it up because my to-read list is like 5,000 books long. Jesus. How do you do it? <laughs> I read a lot. What's been the favorite thing you've read all year? Um, there's a writer, uh, Matt Wallace, who is actually also like a big Star Wars fan and follows me on Twitter and is a nice guy. He wrote a book called Savage Legion, which is the first in a, I don't know if it's a trilogy or a longer series, but that's a lot of fun. Um, like it's kind of like epic fantasy that's skewering a lot of epic fantasy like tropes but still loves epic fantasy and it's just like super fun adventure lots of cool characters um i fucking love it i recommend people read it and the other one is a third book in a series by uh seth dickinson who wrote the story in um, from a certain point of view that I was most excited for. And that is called the tyrant brew Coromont. And the first book is the trader brew Coromont and is the most dense political fantasy I've ever read. And is like, just if you like political intrigue, like fantasy or not, I highly recommend that. I mean, it is, absolutely brutal and heartbreaking but is i mean it's about an evil empire basically which is it's it's this it's focused on this girl who is like you know like lives on an island with her mom and her two dads and everything's great and then this society moves in that is like we you know it's like like we improve the lives of the natives and she gets like sent off to this school and then it's her like infiltrating them to basically destroy the entire thing. Shit. That's creative. It's, and it's, I mean, the books are gorgeous and like lots of queer characters and again, like the political machination shit is amazing and like so intricate and is totally my jam, but it is also like some of the most like emotionally devastating I've ever been reading a book because like the stuff that she is willing to sacrifice in order to, to destroy this like government is uh, intense. Wow. That's intense. That's really cool. Yeah. But, yeah, it's fun that Lucasfilm is, you know, getting into, you know, new territory, you know, doing something that's not related to Star Wars. I mean, Willow-ish, but, yeah, it's cool. I I hope that The Children of Blood and Bone is good. And if anyone's read it, let us know how it is. You know, no spoiler review, obviously, but if you've read it, I hope you're excited. But... There is more news. <laughs> yeah. I would call this the news. Which is 
in the Marvel world. And we're getting a new Marvel Disney Plus show called Secret Invasion starring Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn. I lost my shit. And if you... (laughs) Uh, I, I was so I was doing Steele's show because Steele was doing a, like a wrap up of all of the Star Wars announcements. But we were doing the show while the investors thing was still taking place. Like they had wrapped up the Lucasfilm thing. And like, you know, like half an hour after that ended, Steele and I were doing the YouTube thing, which meant during the show they were doing the Marvel announcements. And I have my phone on like like on during while i'm doing the show because i i you know want to keep an eye on the youtube comments because i help moderate and also just to see what people are saying so i can respond but uh then i start getting some twitter notifications and at first i'm ignoring them but then i i get one from from my buddy mark and i'm like okay because it's just like um emily dot 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 and i'm like wow what the fuck is this and then i click on it and yeah uh yeah flipped out on the show live and it's fairly embarrassing it was the most adorable thing i had (laughs) ever seen in my life and it was funny because like right when it happened like fucking Corey, you know hops on and he's like sharing all the news and i'm just i'm waiting for him to be the one to tell you that hey emily you're getting a mendo show but emily finds out like while just like looking on the internet like i just thought it was just a classic a classic thing. What what what's brilliant is it I mean, there's like thirty seconds where Steele has absolutely no idea what the fuck is happening. <laughs> Cause Corey's just, you know, like going on, he's talking about like Ironheart and like some of the other stuff, and then I just like fucking like have my hands over my mouth, like gasping. He's like <laughs> Like I went back to rewatch it because I like you know and just wondered how bad it looks on screen, and then I'm like, oh, like Steel's just baffled, and it's great. Baffled Steel is funny, but that was that was a great reaction. I love how just Corey is just excited because you're excited, and he that little boy just loves content. <laughs> just he's just sitting there, and he's like, yes. <laughs> content it just just so many things were going on at once like god what a moment but you know we really wanted mendo in andor but you know i think this will do yeah i i really liked talos um and it'll be interesting because you know like like secret invasion is an event that happens in the comics i think they've done like two of them now so well there's secret invasion there's secret war but i think there might have even been like a secret invasion too but a lot of it is like hey we don't know who's human and who's the scrolls but in the comics the scrolls are like basically always the bad guys but then with the movie we got you know like you think they're the bad guys but then it turns out like they're refugees and they need help and talos is not a bad guy in the movie and it'll be interesting to see how the show handles that yeah i i'm just excited that we're getting mendo like how how fucking cool is that 
Oh, it's so great. And it just had another a movie announced today. Oh. Some like like thriller, like he's a policeman movie where he's like hunted in a serial killer or some shit. I don't know how Mendo Cop will do. At- well, we had Cop Mendo in uh, it? Oh, yeah, that's right. I was thinking that too when I first read it. And I'm like, oh, no, I just watched something that like him this year. But <laughs> It's all a fucking blur, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I gotta say, when I first saw, like, because I just saw the headline, which was, you know, Ben Mendelsohn in serial killer thriller. And I'm like, oh, he's played a serial killer. That'll be awesome. Just assumed. I just assumed he was going to be the bad guy. (laughs) I love that. That even, you know, thinking of what kind of movie that Mendo would be in, like, even I thought something serial killer or he's the bad guy or. Yeah, of course. God, I I just remember, I don't know why I'm getting flashbacks to when we reviewed the Robin Hood movie and just how yeah. just god-awful it was, but just how just weirdly shiny and futuristic his fucking outfit was. God, it's so weird. It's a really nice coat, though. Really cool coat. Belonged in a, like, Matrix movie, not a Robin Hood movie, but whatever. And that Taron Edgerton kid. You know, I talk about this a lot in the podcast, or I, I think I do, because, like, I feel like I watch this movie a lot. He's in Rocket Man, and, like, I love that movie. Like, he does a fucking good job in that movie. He sings. He's he's a little Elton John. Like, I... God, if, if you guys want to watch a movie on, like, Amazon Prime or something, like, fucking watch that. Like, it's so good. Yeah, you know what movie he's terrible in? That movie. Fucking Robin Hood. I know. It just, it's funny what love brings us, you know? <laughs> just. Man. Yeah, just, I, I love him in Rocket Man. Like, that's just such a good movie. Like, I watched it the other night, and I'm like, man, this is so much better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Man. But there was a bunch of Marvel and other Disney news too. Did any of any of that spark any interest? Um I'm happy She-Hulk is happening. I'm happy that it turns out really is with the chick from um Perry Mason who's awesome. Um I'm happy we're getting Ms. Marvel, which we had known before, but apparently she's also like, yeah, but like, and that, but like, I'm happy for that. And um, Ironheart is a cool announcement because that is Riri Williams, who is a like 15, I think, year old who like makes her own Iron Man suit, basically. And is and then, you know like vice bad guys, and I think between that and Ms. Marvel, like having like two two shows built around young women of color is awesome. I think that is like just I'm 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 thrilled for like what those shows could mean to people. Yeah, I. 
if I remember clearly, I remember getting the Miss Marvel information from D23 last year. And, you know, they showed us, you know, who was starring in it. Uh, they showed us the um, the what if trailer, the exact one that was shown today. Because it was funny because I was watching this and I'm like, I've seen this before. What? what? But that was fun. Um, the Loki stuff looks kind of weird, but I'm here for it. But it just it's so funny because like I can't look at Tom Hiddleston anymore and not think that he dated Taylor Swift and was like obsessed with her. Like I can't get that out of my head. My favorite thing about the Taylor Swift Tom Hiddleston relationship is all the conspiracy theories that it was a fake relationship. I I think it was real. I wonder about her and Calvin Harris. Because she has not written, like, anything about him or Tom. Like, that point in her life, I just think that she was just, you know, going through some shit. And, you know, she just, I, I think in one of her, like, most, like, recent songs that she did for her new album, Alphamore, like she said in lyrics that, like, she kissed the wrong lips, which could either be Calvin or Tom. But, like, Tom was a nice guy, and she knew that, too. I just remember him wearing the I Heart Taylor Swift shirt, you know, at that 4th of July party when they'd only been dating for, like, a couple weeks. But I don't know. You, you do you, dude. But, yeah, I just I, I can't get that out of my head. Just that's just crazy. Just what are the odds of Taylor Swift dating a Marvel character? Uh, I, I but, The Loki trailer, it's sort of like I'm going to watch a show, like, I think Loki's fun. I think Tom Hiddleston looks like he's having a fucking blast. Like, I don't think the show looks all that great, but I don't care. I like him. I like the character. It'll be fun. Yeah, I I feel like this movie, like, or the show, like, I'm excited for it, but I feel like it's, like, eight years too late, to be honest, because if we would have had an announcement, like, eight years ago when, you know, the first Avengers movie came out that we were going to get, like, a Loki show, like, people would have lost their shit, because I remember, like, I was on Tumblr in high school, and people were obsessed with Loki, and I think they still are now, but I'm not really into, like, Marvel stuff as much as, like, I used to be. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm like I'm way more excited for the Marvel uh, TV side of things. Oh yeah, I mean partially because I think I like the smaller scale Marvel stuff. I don't like the Avenger movie. Like the Avenger movies, it's too much happening. I can't. I want more like character focused shit, and I want like smaller stories. And so I think, I think that's where I'll be happiest. Like. I'm, you know, like happy, you know, Black Panther 2 is announced. Um, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to the second Captain Marvel movie, but like, you know, and Guardians of the Galaxy, I will enjoy because I like the way that uh, James Gunn makes movies, but like the movie announcement, I'm sort of like, whatever, whatever, whatever. But the TV stuff, for the most part, I'm like, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. I'm excited for Hawkeye because we get Kate Bishop's Hawkeye and Pizza Dog. And Pizza Dog is amazing. Pizza Dog is from the Matt Faction comics. And it's a dog. And he's great. And there was a whole issue of a comic that was from Pizza Dog's perspective. It's one of the greatest single issues of any comic that I was ever written. It's so good. Pizza Dog. Yeah. Hawkeye has a dog. His name is Pizza Dog. 
I know. Like I, I remember Rusty telling me that that's Pizza Dog, and I'm like, uh, did did you name him that? Like, is that just is that just like a code word for something? But yeah, I, I guess his name is actually Pizza Dog. That's exciting. His name is Lucky, but he's Pizza Dog. Ah, oh, Pizza Dog. That's a good name for a dog. Oh, and Moon Knight. And, oh, the other, the one, um, I guess the movie announcement that I was excited for is we had heard about before uh, they're redoing Blade with Marshall Ali. And that dude can fucking act and fucking love Mason Blade. So, yeah, that's going to be really good. Um. I was actually really excited to see the trailer for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think that's going to be like jam packed of action and fun and possibly a little bit of humor. Like I enjoy both of those actors and both of those characters. So, and Bucky has a fucking big following. So that's going to be good. Yeah. Um, what else was announced? Um, There's like the War Machine show, which I like Don Cheadle, but I don't give a shit about that character. <laughs> uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. That's going to be cute. That's going to be adorable. And they're doing like a baby Groot thing that sounds kind of like the Forky asked a question. Oh, okay. That's nice. They're just doing some like I am baby Groot like shorts that I believe are just going to sort of be like those. And those short gags of question are fucking adorable. So, Yeah. Okay, let's see what else they're doing. Um, another Ant-Man and the Wasp, which just any other movie, please. I like Paul Rudd. I do too, but not in this. In uh, another one, just Fantastic Four, just can we have this like be the last one? I'm tired of a new Fantastic Four like every fucking ten years. I I don't know. People keep saying somebody is eventually going to get the Fantastic Four right, but I'm like I don't think they will because inherently it's a stupid fucking power to be stretchy. And also, Reed Richards is a huge fucking jackass. He's maybe my most hated character in Marvel. That'd be funny if they get Chris Hemsworth back in this. Because, like, in the very first one, like, just, what are the fucking odds of that? It was Evans, right? Yeah, Evans, yeah. I, I, there's just so many fucking Chris's. Yeah. But speaking of Chris Evans, he's uh, starring in that Disney Pixar movie, about Buzz Lightyear, but it's not the toy Buzz Lightyear. It's the real Buzz Lightyear. And I am so excited for that. It's going to be so cool knowing the person who made up the toy Buzz Lightyear. Like, who the fucking thinks of that? Like, that is so genius. I'm so excited for that. Here's what I don't understand, though. It's not like Buzz Lightyear is just like an astronaut. He's like a sci-fi character who goes off and has like space adventures with aliens and shit. And 
the aliens instead exist in Toy Story? I don't know. I mean, like, my theory is, is that the real Buzz Lightyear is, like, an astronaut. And they just, like, added, like, the little, you know, the toys and shit, you know, and they probably made, like, a little show about him. Kind of like Woody. So, I don't know. I mean, like, that's just, there's just so many things, you know, the Buzz Lightyear conspiracy theories. Like, bring them here. Like, I want to hear your Buzz Lightyear conspiracy theories. But I just think that's so cool. Like, who the fuck thinks of that? Look, no matter what, it is worth it for the Chris Evans tweet of I am not playing Buzz Lightyear. This movie is not about Buzz Lightyear, the toy. I am playing Buzz Lightyear, the person that the toy was based on, which made me laugh so hard. There's just something in the earnest way that he phrased it. And it was such a like, like a matter of fact, like we should all just be like, oh, yes, of course, Buzz Lightyear, the person the toy was based off of. And <sighs> he is a delightful man. He is, and it's ridiculous, just that whole Twitter statement. Like, I just want to see a movie based on that tweet right there. Like, I, Disney, you've fucking done it. I'm hooked. Look, I like Chris Evans. He hates Donald Trump, and he loves dogs. And he just seems like a nice guy. And he has nice sweaters. Yes. And I hope he plays more jackasses in the future because he's so good in Knives Out. He's a good asshole. Um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out if there's any like more shit. Uh, they announced like some like w- other weird Disney stuff. Like they're doing a Pinocchio live action with Emily's favorite actor of all time, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. They're doing a Peter Pan and Wendy. A movie starring Jude Law's Captain Hook, which, okay, they're doing Disenchanted, which is a sequel to Enchanted with Amy Adams, which is, eh, it's cute. The first movie was fine. I could live without seeing Patrick Dempsey on my movie screen or TV screen or whatever fucking screen I'm looking at. He just doesn't do anything for me. And here he's an asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, they're doing a prequel to the lion king they're doing a little mermaid they're doing a bunch of shit raya and the last dragon is going to be another one of those movies that they're going to do the premiere access which i'm surprised not only that they're raising their prices but they're still doing the premiere access when hbo plus or hbo max is over here like hey man we're just going to give you the movie because you're already paying for our streaming service anyways so we're going to give you the movie. Yeah, well, that announcement had its own fucking ramifications, which is every basically almost every person whose movie they're doing that to was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's a shame they're doing this with this movie, too, because Kelly Marie Tran is starring in it. So that's just a bummer. Like, I love Kelly Marie Tran, but I don't know if I want to spend like $30 to see you know, her movie, like, I'll probably wait because I think with Mulan, it was like you waited like two or three months. Again, it was all a blur. I mean, I paid for it. But like now looking back, I'm like, should I have? Probably not. It was a it was a good movie, but not worth, you know, $30. But, you know, the whole worth it thing is like, oh, you know, you're 
you're with your family, are you with multiple people, yada, 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 but I don't know, man. If you're a streaming service and you're charging people to watch your things, like, and you're already paying, it's like how Disneyland used to be, where you used to have to pay to go in the park, then, like, you had the A ticket, the B ticket, the C ticket. I'm probably numbering it wrong. I'm young. I'm sorry, but, like, charging for those tickets, like, I just, just everything costs money. Like, why can't we just have one price Hey, it's this. Well, I mean, they're still figuring that out. Like the the, I mean, we're gonna see like them going back and forth on this because with movie theaters not being open in the United States for this foreseeable future, like it's just gonna be really up in the air. And if you're, you know, if you're if you're making a movie with feature film budgets, you can't just stick it on a streaming service. Which is why we got a lot of TV announcements because that's really the only thing that they can do right now. Like, look at how much The Mandalorian is profiting off of. Like, every week they release new shit or just more shit. Everyone's buying, you know, Baby Yoda this, Baby Yoda that, you know, Mandalorian this. And it shows that, you know, like, when different shows like, you know, Falcon the Winter Soldier come out, like, people will be buying, like, Birch from that or, you know, something as simple as Groot, you know? Like, I know that a lot of people are buying, like, the little Groot on your shoulder things from Disney. I don't know. Like, I feel like these TV shows are going to make a lot of profit and, you know, Disney plus is a good place to put them. So good for them. But, uh, Jesus Christ, we talked about this a long time. It's just, it's, it's a lot of shit. And we, that's a funny thing is that it's a lot of shit. We still didn't cover like all of it. Like there's still like the national geographic shit, but, I don't know. If anyone watches any of that, let us know. Like, I personally don't watch it. But I know they have, like, celebrities now and then. Like, I think Chris Hemsworth is doing something with it. One of the Chris's. Good for him. Go out there. Have some fun. You know. But um, do you want to talk briefly about uh, The Mandalorian? Yeah. All right. It's a really good fucking episode. Yes. uh, Season 2, Chapter 15, The Believer. We got some Migs Mayfield action. Like, he is a fucking character. Let me tell you, it's a shame that he probably won't be in any more episodes because what a fucking delight it was to see him this whole episode. Bill Burr fucking kills it in this episode. And, like, I liked him in the first season episode. I thought he was funny. But it's not, like, a great acting performance. But, like... This week really was. And that was very surprising. It was some real fucking shit that I was not expecting to see in Star Wars. Yeah, like that whole scene when he's making a toast to Operation Cinder. Like, I felt like for a second that I wasn't watching Star Wars because we were for once getting some real life details of people who are serving in a war and the casualties that they faced while serving that war and how just god awful it was that not only that was happening but you know like Mayfield said that you know a lot of their you know brothers and sisters were killed and it was all just for you know for the empire or that stupid bullshit of oh they died you know for us and you know so that we can be who we are today which is a bunch of bullshit but Wow. 
this episode does a lot of things like I think that it does them really well. I mean, there's a couple of things that are really dumb. Um, but we can get to that in, but um, you know, I could have, you know, like, man, I wish that Krana wasn't such a piece of shit because it could be the fun little scene when she goes to get uh, Bilber off the prison planet, but instead it's just like, get her away from me. I do not, I can't watch it anymore. Like, I don't want to see her. And so that fucking sucks. Um, it was, it was fun when he sees Fett and like reacts and then is like, oh, sorry, I thought you were, I thought you were, it was a different one of you guys. And then boom, there's a Mandalorian. <laughs> it was cool to see how the, um, like the, when we get like slave one taken off and shit and we see how the, like the, like room stays steady like as the ship gyroscopes around them that was cool it still seems like a ridiculous ship design to me but whatever whatever it's fun uh boba fett has stopped to at the hardware store to buy some paint and fancy up his fancy up his armor i hate it (laughs) i fucking hate it why ruin something that looks great like i liked his little setup why do we have to paint things like just sometimes we just need to let things fucking be because where on earth is he getting paint or he has time to paint his fucking mask? Somebody suggested, and I don't know, I can't, I can't remember who, but I think it is if you need to do this, like it's an explanation, which is like he had lost the armor and somebody else had worn it. And this was like a like a ritualistic thing to like reclaim the armor for himself. And I like that idea. I still think it's weird looking like, I mean, when I first saw it, I'm like, it just looks strange. But, you know, maybe he wanted to like, you know, he felt like he needed to to be his old self. And that meant cleaning up his, his armor and making it all pretty. You do whatever you want to do, Boba Fett. As long as it makes you happy. I just wish it was shinier. Like, it looked very matte. No, there's too, we have enough shiny. The Mandalorian is all shiny, shiny. Not everything needs to be shiny, shiny. Shiny, shiny, like Cobb Vance hair. <laughs> uh, I love that everybody is referring to Baby Yoda as Din's kid. It's not just like the kid, it's his kid. It's they took his kid. And Bilber is like, you gotta go get you like you're gonna get your kid back. I like that. And I love how Din has claimed Grogu as his kid. I mean, you you saw what lengths he went to help get him back, especially by taking off his helmet. And that was a great moment, and we get this, like, even before we get him, to, like, taking off his helmet when they're in the base. But when he's wearing the other helmet, and Bilber is, I, I think it was such a smart choice to have this be Mayfield's character doing this. In this conversation, because it makes it funny, but also gets the point across. And so it doesn't seem as, like, ham-fisted if you had a character who he was friendly with giving this him in this talk. 
And that is when he's asking, so is the rule that you can't show your face or is the rule that you can't take your helmet off? And he's like, you don't even know, do you? And that idea, like we're getting more and more of this, you know, this, this cult idea. And that's, and I think that's really, that's cool. This idea of just like, he is being confronted with the fact that he has just taken all of these rules and all of these rituals for granted without ever interrogating them at all. And I just, I really loved it. And I liked, I liked Bill Burr's whole thing of, you know, like, yeah, we all have those lines that we don't cross until we do. Yeah. I love the fact that he is now questioning himself and, you know, basically his cult you know, before that, you know, he had thanked them for saving him as a child, but now he's getting to the point where he's, you know, questioning, like, what am I doing? You know, especially after seeing, you know, Bo-Katan and the different interactions he's had with, you know, different different people and seeing that, you know, Boba is also a Mandalorian, but, you know, he takes off his mask, like, and it's... It's really cool. And I really hope that we get more, you know, maskless in because he's developing so much these like past couple episodes, like especially that message that he sent to Gideon that he'll do whatever, you know, it takes to get back his <sighs> kid. Awesome. Like, holy shit. Yeah. We get some fun fighting pirates. Or maybe not bad guys, because I get the, it seemed like they just want to explode this shit so the Empire doesn't have it. They don't seem particularly concerned with stealing it. But maybe the other explosion was just an accident. But um, so when they get to the when they get to the Imperial base and Din's gotta be the one to like go to the little uh like info center. I I am baffled by the Empire's uh, security measures where they have to scan a face, but apparently it does not matter what that face is. Yeah, I thought that was, I was re-watching the episode yesterday. I'm like, that's kind of dumb. It's incredibly dumb. Like, they needed a reason for him to take the helmet off. I understand, but I'm like, you got to come up with something other than that because it's just really stupid. Like, it just needs to be a human face. And if you don't have a human face, then it starts to make all sorts of alarm sounds. But as soon as it scans any human face at all, even one that is definitely not in his database as, like, a, like a stormtrooper or whatever, then it's fine. And I hated the excuse of Migs being, or Biggs being, Migs, Biggs, Figs, Mayfield, being like, Oh, well, I recognize that guy. I can't go in there. He'll recognize me. Put your... Put your fucking helmet back on and then go to the machine, take your helmet off, look at the machine, put your helmet back on. They could have found a better way, you know, for Din to take off his mask, but obviously they didn't. But I was just so shocked that he took it off. I didn't think that he would he would do that. Like, I wasn't expecting to see Din's face in this episode. Like, I was expecting probably like the last episode, but yeah, he's there. He's in it. It was badass. And... Then we get this Imperial officer. Ooh. Couple things that are awesome. One, he's Southern. Two, he's not like the stuffed shirt Imperial. Like he's scary, but he's also like, this is very much like, this is a 
real inglorious bastard scene um like it has that vibe real strongly um but i like that he's kind of you know like just sort of laid back i want to talk to these guys and laugh about all the people we've killed and <sighs> yeah i'm gonna ha- you're gonna have an imperial officer named hess which um don't 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 give the imperial officers prominent nazi names we all know they're nazis Well, I guess some people, like, you still have idiots being, like, you get those fucking, like, maybe the Empire was right think pieces. So maybe some people do need that shoved in their face. But as soon as I heard it, I'm like, did I hear that name correctly? And then I, like, I had the captions on. I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally did. It's, yeah, okay. There's Empire sympathizers out there? Of course, yeah. How have you ever seen those fucking people? These are fucking, they're the same fucking people, like, you shouldn't put politics in Star Wars. They're fucking morons. I mean, Star Wars is based on politics. Yeah. Like you, you, yeah, yeah. you watch, you know, your favorite prequel movies. You go to Revenge of the Sith, and you hear you're either with me or with my enemy, and you don't think of fucking George Bush. Like who the fuck? What? Wh- where do you think that came from? Like what? What are you doing? But I don't know. Like I, it's everywhere, man. Like it, it, there's no escape. Like sorry. Like it's here, no. it, it, it's here. <laughs> but no, I, I I love the scene with them talking. Bill Burr is great in it. Um, like watching him react to this guy is awesome. Uh, he's just. I was not expecting this performance from Bill Burr. Like I knew it could be funny, and he's been like you know like sort of like tough guy action, you know, and um, like. Breaking Bad and stuff where he's just sort of like playing like a, a, you know, sort of fun, tough, like not anybody who's like given some like deep performance or anything. So I wasn't expecting that from him. And man, it is satisfying when he blows that guy away. I wasn't expecting like so much emotion from uh, Mayfield and, you know, seeing his reaction, you know, to to this asshole talking about, you know, the lives that were lost and, you know, how everyone is just going to, you know, settle with the empire because like they have no choice and just how chilling that was. And just seeing Migs like just kill the shit out of him. Like, yes. (laughs) And I love what he's just like, he just turned to Manu and he's like immediately like knows how much shit this is going to cause. And he's like, I'm sorry, man, I had to do it. And tossing his helmet back and being like, I never saw shit. Like, I never saw your face. Oh, it was so great. I loved that. I'm bummed that fucking Gina Carano just let him go. And, oh, it's a shame that he died. Oh. What? I want him to go. I'm glad he got he gets to go and not have to go back to a prison planet. Well, no, I want him to join the crew. Join, join Boba. Like, what they could have done is that they could have just left her there and then, like, brought, done, done a little switcheroo. Like, no one would have noticed. Like, that would have been perfect. I like how disbelieving he is. Like, even as he's walking away, he's, like, like kind of afraid somebody's going to shoot him in the back. But, I know. Just that, no. are you sure? Like, is this real? Like, can I go? It's like when you leave work early and you're like, are you sure? 
Like, you don't need anything else? Like, you want me to leave? Really? Like, okay, I'm going to go. But if you need anything, at least that's how I used to be like. One thing I have to, I only watched this episode once. I got to go back and rewatch it because um, I think it was the guy's uh, Star Wars Underworld who posted this, which is talking about Pedro Pascal's acting and saying when he's, when he's got the helmet out, like when he's helmetless in this, in this episode, when he's, when he's looking at people or when he's talking to people, he, he like turns with his whole head or his whole body rather than like, you know, like just like sort of like glancing off to somebody like just by moving your head, like slightly to the side. Like he's always like looking them full on or like when he, when he is handed the helmet and looks down at it, he like moves his whole head down, not just his eyes the idea being this is somebody who would normally have those actions because he's wearing a helmet all the time. And so that would cut off your peripheral vision. So you would turn your whole body or your entire head to go get something. And I want to, I want to go back and look for that because it's not something I noticed, but is if that's true, an incredibly cool detail. That is, that's a very good observation. Well done, Dom. But I, I can't believe that next week's the finale. Yeah, the season's gone by fast. Nuts. I love the little fucking uh, Liam Neeson take and call he makes to uh, Gideon there. Or is it basically like, I'm, you have no idea how much I'm going to fuck your shit up for taking my kid. I thought that was like a little cheesy because I'm thinking like, how did he get his phone number? Like, did that little tracking thing like be like, oh, this is Moff's phone number? Well, no, but that's what he did. That's what he did on the. Let's see what it, I figured that's what he was doing on the part of the thing he was doing on the little machine. Oh, like he was getting his phone number too. Like, not only yeah. was he doing the Find His Friends app, he was doing like the. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, if you know where you are, then you can send him a message. Yeah. I love the, the Find My Friends app. Like, I think that's just, such a great app. Just. So you know where, like, everyone is without, like, being like, hey, like, where are you? It'd be like, oh, oh like, fucking creepy you're shit. at work. Well, you know, it's like with family things, you know? Like, I'm, I get home and no one's home and I'm like, where the fuck is everyone? Instead of sending a where are you text, I can just, you know, see, oh, like, uh, Brandy's at the store or Rusty's at the golf course, you know? It's like, okay, like, one one less no. text message I have to send. No, I don't approve of that at all. If you need to know where I am, ask me where I am. Otherwise, you don't need to know where I am. Where, where are you? <sighs> anyway, anything else about this episode? No, but now I'm going to text you every day asking where you are. And now I'm going to try to add you. <laughs> I'll try to add you and see, like, oh, where's Emily right now? Emily's, uh, Emily's here. Like, Emily's, Emily's there. Emily's everywhere. Emily's in our hearts. Uh, but... I, I think that's it. I, I don't really have much else to say. It was a pretty good episode. I really liked it. It took me a long fucking time to watch this episode because my Wi-Fi was shit. But so I rewatched like the scene of like when they were pulling into like the Empire site like just so many times. So like when I think of this episode, I think of like Mayfield just like waving to the stormtroopers all happily like he's the fucking queen or something. <laughs> but I... Man, this next episode is going to be a lot. It's probably going to be jam-packed with cameos and shit. I swear to God, if we see fucking Ezra Bridger in this episode. 
I'm going to have to fucking wake up at three fucking o'clock to watch this so I don't get spoiled, aren't I? Probably. I'm going to try to talk Carlos into watching it, but we almost always fall asleep while watching it. So hopefully we'll not fall asleep and just do what we did last week and just like power it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, We have a voicemail, but do you want to save it till next week? Because this episode has been jam packed with information. Yeah. I think we can wait. Cool. And uh, we'll talk about Deadwood next week because admittedly I've not watched Deadwood in a bit. So we'll, we'll hop back on that Deadwood horse. Yeah. Sweet. All right, Emily, uh, where can we find you and the podcast on social media? Um, find me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. Find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at CantabitePod. Send an email or voice message to the pod, uh, CantabitePod at gmail.com. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as CantoBrit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you next time bye bye here we go yo 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 and away we go it's time to serenade my girl lindo sorry the ladies were i had to say no but if i'm cheating on serena it's on canto no shame in the game make even roll one seem tame but i blame it on brit with a ginger main main yeah that's fire love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked especially when y'all truly whips out his cock canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back No fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay And I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct When they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brew Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Frushy Dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rubia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse be it scum and villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a rush too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name Don't feel no shame You love the fun The games And refresher bangs Hang on every word Of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes Every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word Maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know Maybe ask the girls If Yaddle squirts Take your CBD Send in your top three, And you'll always be A bitch like me Get him, Eric.
shit.